Hello, everybody, and welcome to Reboot Underway, episode 11. Today I'm joined again, I'm Jacob Lacey, but joined again by David Becker. Hello, everyone. And Aaron Hahn. Hello. Alright, we got a great show for you guys today. We're going to be talking a little bit about Jason Bourne and Nerve. Uh, we're also going to be introducing our new uh, casting segment. But first, Comic-Con was this past weekend, guys. What is a secretary? I go where he tells me to go, and I do what he tells me to do. Oh, well, where I'm from, that's called slavery. So you're fast. That feels like an oversimplification. Um, so, a lot of big stuff was announced. Not really announced, but they showed a lot of trailers. Uh, so how do we want to tackle this? Do we want to go DC first? I think Marvel we should first? go DC first, because I think that was the, Shortest in one. my opinion, the biggest. The, the biggest. biggest. I would the agree. stuff. All right, so starting off uh, with DC Films, we got the Wonder Woman trailer. The first real look at the movie, I guess. Uh, we had that little glimpse at uh, the movie. Like a little, yeah, like a little bit of footage. Yeah, when they had that production. TV special. But um, I think it looks great. I was really blown away by this trailer. I was surprised at how great it looked. Um, I agree. It's very colorful. Uh, which is right. I mentioned that like yeah. they really like upgraded the color from uh, the original footage they had shown. Yeah, I mean even the the poster itself is it, it has a nice mix of oranges and uh, blues. So but yeah, just like the the very, it's a very vibrant color, and then adding in the glowing lasso, it was just you know like ripped from the comic page. It was perfect. Yeah. And See, I don't know the the few shots that I saw with the lasso, and there there are only a few. And but I don't know if I like the way it looked. Like it looks like super obviously CGI, but looked really really like out of place. And but maybe that's just me. Like not, I just I want to see more of the lasso footage to actually give a full opinion. But what I saw, maybe what I is, just looked at it wrong. I don't know. It's like coming out next year, but it is still kind of early in production. Right, like so. trailers usually have like very early. Uh, CGI, so you yeah. like you can like see that like people do trailer comparisons between uh, the early trailer CGI and what was in the actual film, and there's usually a very noticeable difference. So yeah, that's good. I like I like how set in World War One, like and that how they have the actor who was in the new Star Trek movie, Chris uh, Pine. Chris Pine. Yes, he, I feel like he's gonna be a great uh great in that Steve movie. Steve Trevor. Yes. What's his name in the in the movie. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really like that as well. I really like that it's um, introducing this uh, overarching mythology of the world. Uh, just that one line in the trailer where it, he's like, all women? And he's like, who's your dad? Or something like that. And she's like, oh, I have no father. I was birthed from Zeus. And he's like, oh. Right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. He's like, oh, cool. Yeah, we're just... I like that DC is fully embracing its uh, comic weirdness craziness i don't know if i would say they fully embraced it yet. well more than i'd say that marvel has but it looks like they're getting there but dc's just jumping straight into it you know well they gotta do something <laughs> that's true they do have to do something <laughs> um so yeah any other thoughts on wonder Woman? i don't know i'm I excited mean, i mean i was kind i am of, as well i I am a lot more excited than I was like originally when I 
people were like, oh, Wonder Woman movie's coming out. I was like, okay, like, I'll go see it. But I saw the trailer, and I was like, it's going to be really good. So now I'm just, like, extra hyped for it. All right. I think also uh, Gal Gadot was very impressive. She's so convincing as Wonder Woman. I don't know. Just something about it. Like, I was very skeptical uh, seeing her in the Fast and Furious movies. Right. And, I mean, those are not known for their quality acting. But, um... Yeah, I think she she looks very at home in the role. Which yeah, is nice. just from what we've seen in the trailer, it definitely looks like she's going to very easily be able to carry the whole film. You know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Then after that, uh, we got our first... They're not calling it a trailer, but it was totally a trailer for the Justice League. Um, right. Very, very early footage. Yeah. It looks outstanding, though. I mean... God, I love Ben Affleck as Batman. Yeah, Ben Affleck as Batman is just... Uh, it's sublime. It's I just... Ah, I love it. I do think they have, like, a great cast overall. Oh, yeah, really? I agree. How do, you, how do you feel about The Flash? I like The Flash. I think... I At this point, I don't like him as much as uh, the guy from the TV show. But Grant I Dustin? think... Grant Gustin, yeah. Okay, just wanted to make sure. But I think he's going to do a good job. I think Ezra I Miller agree. is going to... I think Ezra Miller is a great actor, and he looks like he has the same kind of, uh, you know, just, like, lighthearted fun with the role that, yeah. you know, The Flash needs. I agree. That scene in the trailer, I was just like, this sold me on it. This is going to be great. Nah, good. I'm not going to let myself get burned again. Um, <laughs> so, question... What if DC tries to um, do a nice little... Because they had a little glimpse of a slow-mo scene with the Flash. What if, in the, in the Justice League movie, they do a Quicksilver scene no. with the Flash? No, no, don't do it. Don't, don't do, do it. it. No. They pr- well, Zack, Zack Snyder loves his slow-mo. He's got to do it. He does, but don't... like. Don't Wait, rip the elements it? from the Quicksilver scenes. I just feel like that that would just be... Don't. I don't if, know. They do it, if they do it differently, I'd be I'm, I'd be interested. Well, yeah, if they do it differently, but if they just rip the same thing where it's like, hey, music's going, uh, really ironic music is playing as he's running, and I don't know, I don't know. I feel I feel like it would instead of music playing, he'd be just making snarky comments then comments the entire time. Mm. Like that's I don't know. We'll see. Um, so I don't know if it's just because they don't. Everyone knows Superman's in this movie, right? I mean... Well, the, they, alongside the footage, they released a photo of the team. Yeah. And yes. the Southern costume the Superman was there. So, so they're not trying to hide it. Right. Know. I just... that You would have thought they would have shown a little something. I don't know. Well, they might not have that footage yet. Any footage True. of them. Because either Henry Cavill might not like have, have to be on set yet, you know? Like, yeah. they might not have gone to that material yet. Or it could just be, uh, you know, like, there's too many visual effects in those sequences, or they do want to try to save some semblance of a surprise, but <laughs> it's not really a surprise. Yeah, that, that that's like the exact opposite of, of what it is at this point. But I will say, after our episode where we talked about Justice League, we kind of just fired at it with no holding back. I will say this trailer excited me again. It made me 
hopeful for this movie. So, I am well, I, even though we ripped um, on that, well, you guys ripped on it. I still like the movie. I don't know. Oh, I still but, like it too. I just don't think it's. Even though we picked it apart, but we pick apart every movie we see. Um, I walked into Myers and man, that that special like limited edition, ultimate edition? All extra ultimate with all the scenes was sitting there for like twenty bucks, and I was like, yeah. man, I got it. I, I watched it. Aaron's already watched it. I haven't gotten around to it yet. Does it does it fill in anything? Don't ruin it for me, but well, what yeah, is it gonna I mean, ruin yes. for you? It's the same movie. <laughs> no, but it's got extra. Well, I mean, there's scenes. new stuff, but right. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I was gonna touch on this on the later segment, but yeah, basically, what does it? It explains the main uh, addition to it is it explains more of Lex Luthor's plan, like it better shows, like, how Batman and Superman were manipulated into fighting each other. That's a good addition, I'd say. So, yeah, what I texted Lacey was, it improves the movie, but it doesn't salvage it, like, if you hated it already. So, the one thing I I still, to this day, do not understand are the, this probably sounds really dumb, because it's probably made sense to everyone, but those little newspaper clippings... With, like, you let your family die written on it? Who sent those to him? I have I, no clue. I have no idea. Neither do I. Is that Internet? supposed to be... Is uh, well, that... I think... I think there's a line in the Ultimate Edition that reveals, like, it's Lex Luthor, but... Okay. I don't know. I mean, Internet, I guess you I, know. Leave a yeah, comment. Internet, please. Leave a comment like, on SoundCloud. Like the video. Or like the video. <laughs> we're, well, we're, watching we're a little videos. early for that. Make sure you actually like the whole podcast first. <laughs> um, anyway, let's move on. To oh, more. well, I just wanted to oh, say, sorry. while I, I I liked the footage for the most part, but then there was just that one scene when there were, like, a bunch of knights, like, burying one of the mother boxes, and I was like, Zack Snyder, please do not do your random, bizarre tangent things again. Kind of, try <laughs> to keep it restrained a little more. His uh, his uh, future sequence in Batman v Superman. That's, that's, he just throws in all these random things like, oh, this would look visually cool. Doesn't need to fit into the story for him. Just throw it in there. Yeah, you know he's going to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still going to get my hopes up, though. Yeah. Moving on. The Injustice, the Injustice 2 trailer also dropped. The, the video game, which looks phenomenal. It wasn't a new DC. trailer, it was just new characters, right? Well, it's, well counts as a I, I, call it, I call it a trailer. New character trailer. But Aaron, the person you wanted in the game, Blue Beetle. That's true, I wanted Blue Beetle in the game because he was perfect for the game. Because his, his uh, uh, power is basically to make any weapon that he desires, you know, like his uh, alien suit. Yeah, can make any what Te- can transform into any weapon thing. Technically, isn't that like the same thing as Green Lantern though? He just like uses his mind to create. That's the same thing, except it's a ring. Because he has to use his mind. Still, I'm interested. They're similar, but Blue Beetle's more like tech based. Anyway, <laughs> we're getting on to video games, but let's uh let's move on to Marvel, Marvel's announcements first off we got the doctor strange 2 trail doctor strange trailer 2 they're already making the sequel sequel already underway <laughs> I, i'm sure there is a sequel yeah, I'm already sure. in early talks um looks good i'm still excited i didn't see it so uh aaron any thoughts on it it's just a... i just think 
they obviously showed more of their kind of like, you know, trippy New York City bending things yeah, or whatever. So that's gonna be cool. Looks like, you know, it's like Inception checked up to ten. So I'm excited. <laughs> All right. Well, next, uh, probably the strangest announcement at Comic Con of anything is that Kurt Russell is going to play Star Lord's dad in Guardians of the Galaxy two. And his dad is also Ego, the living planet. <laughs> I have no clue how this is going to work. I mean, I trust James Gunn, but what? Right, like, James Gunn's comments on the matter was basically just like, you know, like, when I was first conceiving the when I was conceiving the first movie, I was just like, oh man, this is insane. There's like a raccoon with a machine gun. How does this make sense? Why is this a movie kind of thing? And then he's like, so for this sequel, I wanted to go, like, even crazier than that. So I was like, let's make the dude's father a planet. <laughs> I just don't understand. <laughs> like, okay, supposedly, in the foot, they showed footage, they didn't release the footage to the public, but they showed some footage in the hall, and the planet... Ego takes a human form, the okay. form of Kurt Russell. Okay. So it's not like he's like a living planet the entire time in the movie, but it's still, I don't know. I okay. think it's great. I think All it's great. I mean, it's a great, interesting choice. I What I figured it was going to be was like, he, like, you know, he was a human. He got promoted to planet status or something, or I don't know. I mean, how does I don't one think that's how planets work? I mean, Pluto got de- demoted, right? Demoted, but, yes. But that didn't turn Planet into a Pluto into a human. No, no. Well, well or, or, or did that, it? Is that demoted though? What? what is demoting a planet to a human? Would that be considered demotion, or would that be a promotion? That's a great question. These are the philosophical questions of life. <laughs> no, this is what Guardians of the Galaxy is going to tap into. Yes. Okay. Like, what does okay, it mean then... to be a human planet? Um, anyway, moving on from that bit of weirdness, we also got the Spider-Man villain announcement, which everyone pretty much knew was coming. Uh, Vulture is the villain. Um, kind of all figured that already, I think. Yeah, super old guy in a bird costume. My favorite thing. Yeah, and they confirmed uh, Michael Keaton is part oh. of the cast, so presumably yeah. that will be him. Or he'll be Peter Parker's uh, principal, you know? Principal Keaton. That's, that's too small of a role. Michael Keaton plays Michael Keaton. They're like, wow, <laughs> Principal Keaton. <laughs> You're so cool. It's like, I know I am. <laughs> Alright. Um, yeah, for the, for the... Oh, I was just going to make a comment for the concept that they released that revealed uh, the Vulture. I was yeah. just... I wasn't completely sold on it because he has like... Uh, uh, what he has like propeller things in his oh, wings yeah. instead of like straight up wings, and I was like, I don't know. Like we said, Aaron, Sony's gonna find a way. They're gonna find a way to destroy this movie. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still excited. The oh, cast nice. is just, I love the cast. It's good. I, I mean, <clears> Charles I Gambino. I don't know who half these people are, but I still love the cast. And yes, <laughs> Charles Gambino. I do know who Charles Gambino is, yeah. and I'm excited. Do you, do you listen to Charles Gambino? Because I got Jacob hooked. Do I no, yeah, I already, I already. We talked about this <laughs> a couple times. It's been, it's been a long. I'm very dehydrated from all the eggs I've hatched today, so give me a break. <laughs> all right. Well, then I've been listening to him since uh, Community. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. It's all coming back. <laughs> 
<laughs> then after that, we move on to another piece of news that we, I guess, I think we all kind of assumed. Uh, Thor and Gladiator Hulk uh, in a movie together, and Thor Ragnarok. Oh, um, right, but what they revealed. Sir, sir, you're sir, sir. Explain who this I'll, is. I'll explain this, because Mason's working off of my shorthand, because I was trying yeah. to fit things into one line. But, but uh, yeah, what they revealed at Comic-Con was they revealed uh, Hulk's gladiator armor for the film, which uh, uh, looks exactly like the comic book armor from the Planet Hulk comic book art, where Hulk became a gladiator and Good. later king Good. of a planet out in outer space. So that was really cool for me as a comic book fan. And then Surtur is a giant fire demon, and he's oh. apparently going to be a villain in Thor Ragnarok. Awesome. So that will be cool. Yeah, that's exciting. I, I'm just, I'm really excited for this movie. Um, the Thor movies are not really my cup of tea, but uh, throwing, throwing Mark Ruffalo in there and being like, hey, let's do it. Like, I don't know. Uh, I forget the dude's name at the moment, but the Jeff guy. Bloom? No, the guy who directed uh, What We Do in the Shadows is the director. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he was going to be a great fit. That's going to make this film amazing. Also Jeff Goldblum. And Jeff Goldblum. All right, then moving on. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, and I'm not even going to try and pronounce this. Uh, Nyong'o. Thank you. I believe it is. <laughs> Are the Black Panther villains, uh, which is cool. Uh, her, I can't, I'm horrible at pronouncing names, and I'm sorry. Just call her Lupita. Lupita, thank you. Um, she is a great actress, and I'm excited that she is also getting a part in the, uh, Marvel Universe as a whole. So that's awesome. Agreed. I just, also shaking, uh, shaping up to be a great cast. Yeah, uh, I agree. I agree. Like, Marvel is, like, really stepping their game up with these casts. Like, it's, it's getting awesome. Then we move on. I, I saw, like, someone coming online, though, like, uh, Marvel just, like, really loves giving human torches a second chance. <laughs> <laughs> they really do. They really do. They just, they just, as soon as Fox makes another terrible Fantastic Four movie, they just, you know. They're like, ah, uh, you're a human torch? Yeah, you get in here. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. Then we move on to probably the best piece of news, I'd say. Uh, Brie Larson is Captain Marvel. What? Yes. Yes. 1,000 times yes. Shazam? Shazam. No, not no, Shazam. No, no. <laughs> the other, the other Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. yeah. It's it used to be Miss Marvel or whatever, and now she's Captain Marvel. Uh, yeah, because there was a different Captain Marvel, uh, a male Captain Marvel who was an alien, and then she was Miss Marvel, but then she later inherited the title of Captain Marvel, and now... Now she's Captain Marvel. And Brie Larson, like I just said, we're getting outstanding casts in these movies now. Brie Larson is... I mean, she won the Oscar for Best Actress this past year for Room, and... Well-deserved. So well-deserved. That movie brought me to tears like several times her performance is just out of the park great also uh we're reuniting chris evans and uh uh brie larson you know from from scott pilgrim Uh, sorry brandon routh was her boyfriend well i know but like they were in the movie oh well yeah sure we're we're getting that scott pilgrim cast back together let's get michael Sarah in here somehow and uh who would Michael Sarah be in the MCU? Oh my god. 
I gotta think about it. Who do, who do you think? He's gotta be like some really dumb, dumb superhero that like we don't need, but it's just like, like he's just there. It's like, hey like guys, Odok or something. Odok, yeah. Um. But yeah. Yeah, I can't really think of anyone else, but he's he's. he's well, it's not I, important, but no. <laughs> free lesson. Free lesson. I'm over the moon about that. That's just one of the best announcements to come out of anything. All right. And then we move on to some other kind of news, even though two of these are technically Marvel. No, three of them are technically Marvel. Well, they weren't Marvel films, so I just... These okay. were just miscellaneous ones that... You, you don't we, have to defend we don't need to. We don't need to touch on all of these if we don't want to, but, you know, just... No. We'll just go through some of them quickly. Uh, Ghost Rider is on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. next season. Whatever, don't watch the think, show. Yeah, I think I'm the only one here that watches the show. Yeah, it's not great. So, I'm excited. Only uh, one in the world? Yeah, you're right, Aaron. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I have no clue point. how that show is still on, if I'm being it, honest. This is pretty much going to be its last season, because it's moving to the 10 p.m. time slot, and its oh. ratings were already slipping. So, Yikes. But Ghost Rider, I'm excited for it. So this is basically their last-ditch effort to... <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, then Luke Cage and Iron Fist Netflix trailers. Uh, yes. Those are coming when? Uh, Luke Cage is coming in September. Iron Fist is coming sometime next year. Alright. And then Kong Skull Island trailer. I've watched that. That's, uh, another movie I don't understand why we need it, but... Because we need to reintroduce King Kong. So oh, because no one knows who King him. Kong is. So we can have Godzilla no fight him. We need to establish who, King Kong, who this King Kong is before he can fight Godzilla. Did you do you ever play those games back on like PS2 when no. and you'd be King Kong versus Godzilla and you just like destroy the city, Aaron? Yes, I did. They were phenomenal. Great. Well, maybe they'll Moving make a new on. one. Maybe I do. I doubt I, it. I would buy that game. They just made a Godzilla game like this past year, and it's yeah, and it was terrible. Yeah. Anyway, uh, great. Cast I just wanted Kong to say Scotland. for uh, Kong Skull Island, just it is also the largest King Kong we've ever seen. So, could be much different. Well, he's got to fight Godzilla, Aaron. Come on. Yeah, but even then, he's not—he's not tall. And, he's taller than regular King Kong, but not tall enough to fight Godzilla. Especially right. since the new Godzilla was also the tallest Godzilla <laughs> ever. Everything needs to be bigger, Aaron. <laughs> what don't you understand? <laughs> All right, then we got the King Arthur trailer. I didn't watch it, Aaron. It, Any? It looks terrible. It's just. Awesome. Guy Ritchie, who directed the... That's a, that's a modern-day King movies. Arthur, right? It's... I don't even understand the trailer. Because there was, like, parts of it that made him seem like kind of like a odd, like, gangster in the modern-day kind of thing. But then it's still also set in the past. And then there's, like, elef Asian elephants kind of things running around. And it's, like, it's such a bizarre blend of different things that I have no idea what's happening. I don't know where the movie was supposed to take place. I don't know when it was supposed to take place. And I don't know why anyone greenlit it. Guy Ritchie, just make Man from Uncle 2. Just, I don't care if there's no no reason to. If everyone hated the first one, just make the second one. All right. All right. Um, now, one of the another weird piece of news. Uh, the Woods is Blair Witch. The Blair Witch sequel. Which is weird... I guess I don't understand why they're doing uh, this. Money, Lacey. But 
how much money are they really expecting to make with this? Honestly, it's more than a horror as, as film much called as Woods would. As much as Ghostbusters Two did, I think. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say that I still think the Blair Witch Project is a good horror film. Lacey disagreed with me on that. Overrated, and it's not does not hold well, up anymore. Of course, it's overrated, but that doesn't. No, I know. Never, I'm not saying that makes it bad. I'm saying that it was never designed to be as big as it got. Okay, but I just think it it just does not hold up anymore. I don't know. I think it My does. Opinion. I think it's a really. I think it's still really well done, like minimalist horror film where it's just, you know, like just obviously about a map not, for. 25 minutes. Not a lot happens, but it's still <laughs> unsettling. Did you take the map? Way. No. What about you? Did you take the map? No. This, this is too long of an argument. We just we need to move on. <laughs> All right. And, uh, um, you can you can send me the movie and I'll watch it and end the argument for you. All right. Have you not seen it, David? Nope. Oh, you should watch it. Still, it's worth watching. Still, still anyway. waiting on the list of 100 movies, Aaron. Oh, yeah. I forgot Moving to send on. that to you. Uh, Legion Moving trailer, on. the new show on FX. Um, Aubrey Plaza's in it. I'm going to watch it. The trailer didn't do anything for me. Um, any other comments? I think it no. looked It looked okay. Mm. I mean, it, it didn't completely sell me on it, but the fact that I know that it's the same showrunner as Fargo, that yeah. that's enough to convince me to watch it. All Even right. if the trailer was like confusing and all right. Then after that, we got the Lego Batman movie trailer, like the first real one. I'll watch it, I guess. <laughs> like, it's it's fine. Um, no, I think it looks great. I don't know. Really? I think you're going to love yeah. it. I think it's going to be the same just... thing with the Lego movie where I didn't like the trailer all that much, but then I'm going to get in and be like, hey, this is a great movie. I personally don't think that they need to make Lego movies. I mean, I've never seen the Lego movie. I thought oh, my God. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? What? Yeah. What? I know. The Lego movie is probably the best movie of 2014. I know. I hear you like, raving about it all the time. The Lego movie and then directly after Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. No, directly after Interstellar. But Oh, I forgot that's 2014. Yes. Sorry, that's correct. But anyway, David, you gotta watch this movie like right away. Like this. Yeah. Is... We're gonna. I'm gonna lend it to you, and you need to talk about it on the next podcast, and be like, "You're you were. I was wrong. They should be making Lego movies." All right. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. See. And then after that, uh, we got the Fantastic Beasts new trailer. I'm down. Love Harry Potter. I'm ready to hop back into this world for three new movies. Don't even care if they're good or not. I'm going to watch them and going to revel in this piece of my life that I've been missing for five years now. So I was not sold. I'm still not sold on this oh, movie. I'm not either, but I'm going to watch it. I'm going to engage in everything I can. I'll be on the forums just looking at I, I will be – this movie will be my life for, like, the next three years. Like, I don't think it's going to be a bad movie, but just – it doesn't feel like it's doing anything beyond being a cash-in on the Harry Potter brand. No, not at all. But, that new Harry Potter book... It's so, the same thing. A cash-in on here. the Harry Potter brand. That's it's almost here. Because, Are you going to read it? Oh yeah, I'm going to read that. I'm going to read that so hard. Isn't yeah. it like The Cursed Child or something? Yeah, it's uh, it's the play. It's just it's the script for the play. Two of the play. Oh, okay. I don't even care. I'm going to read that. Anyway... Our final uh, thing to talk about is Star Trek Discovery, the new TV show for CBS. 
Um, it was a very quick trailer. They didn't really show Basically much. They just revealed the title and the design of the ship. Yeah, and I was a fan of both. I'll watch the show probably. That's surprised. I'm surprised because you. I don't think you've seen any other Star Trek show. No, but we'll get to it. But when I saw Star Trek, I'm like, this movie should have been longer. Like I, I will get into this world again in two years, and that's. I, that, I this needed to be longer. I needed more of this in my life, but obviously that didn't happen. Yeah, I like I like like all the Star Trek shows, and I'm definitely don't want to watch this one, but. I'm Don't not going to pay like, for CBS All Access. CBS, you can watch with like a regular. But no, the, the dish or show is exclusive to CBS All Access. Oh, is it really? Never form. mind then. I'm not watching it. Yeah, exactly. You have to pay <laughs> seven bucks a month to watch it. Oh, I'm not doing that. Oh, I hate you, Star Trek. I would totally watch this. Why would you do this to me? <sighs> well, that's some soul crushing news. Anyway. Um, that's all the big news stories that came out of Comic-Con that we thought we were good enough to talk about. So, uh, now we will be moving on to the upcoming movies of the week. Welcome to Nerve, a game like Truth or Dare. My God, that's Jason Bourne. Why would it come back now? Screw it. Just be bad, Mom. I'm in. Just bad, Mom! Oh, God. Somebody move my stool. Guys, let's, uh, let's start... Let's do chronological again. Um, so, Nerve. How do we feel about Nerve? I'm not sold at all. It looks... I, I didn't even know this movie existed until, like, two days ago. Are you kidding? Really? Yeah, I, I had not seen anything for it. Oh. And then all of a sudden I see, like, a TV spot that, like, barely explains the plot, and I was like... I don't understand what this movie is, or what the what it's trying to sell me on. I I don't know. I thought the trailers looked stupid. Yeah, it's uh, it it looks like Eagle Eye to me. Yeah, not Eagle Eye. Basically, I can, I can see where you're coming from. When I actually when I saw the trailer for the first time, I was like, I turned to my brother and I was like, so this is basically like Eagle Eye meets Unfriended. That's what this is. <laughs> nope, that's that's actually about right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that doesn't sell me on it. No, not at that, all. That combination does not work for me. No, I yeah. Uh, there's no way I'm seeing this movie in theaters. I might watch it when it's on HBO, and that'll. I don't know. Anyway, it's Emma Roberts, uh, Dave Franco. I just I. Hmm. Why are they making this movie? I mean, I do think. Like Unfriended, it could be like some interesting, like experimenting with like new kind of cinematic techniques, like taking yeah. advantage of social media and technology and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, they're not making stories or movies in general that are worth watching outside of those unique those, ideas. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe this movie will blow us away and be like 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, certified fresh. <laughs> But I doubt that'll happen. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's move on from that. Uh, then we got Jason Bourne, the fifth Bourne movie. Heck yes. Um, Give I've, me this movie. I've only seen um, four, so I'm, I can't really speak on it. I, do you want... I'll lend you the trilogy. Oh, you have them? 
Yeah, yes, please. Because I, I was just yeah. going to buy them. So No, I'll lend them to you. Thank you. So you can knock them out real quick. Yeah, I need to see those. Right, you guys, you guys got to swap Born Trilogy for Lego Movie. Lego Movie, yeah. That, I, that's an awful trade. <laughs> what, are you kidding me? Just oh. you wait, David. Just, just you wait. wait. Dude, Aaron, when Aaron and I went to go see a Lego Movie, we were the only ones, like, dying laughing in the whole theater. Like, we were falling over in our seats laughing. We were We were hysterical. Just that the one Star Wars moment. Yes, yes. That was just like the biggest laugh of my hey, entire have life. Have you seen the Born? Have you seen the Born? I movies? have. Yes, I've seen all four. How do you like them? I was actually me and Lacey were talking a little about them a little before the podcast started, before we started recording, and I was saying like I've watched them like all a couple times each, and I like them. But then, like, as soon as I finish watching them, I can't remember, like, anything that happened during them. And I don't know why, but just, like, my mind goes blank, like, every time I finish watching one of them. <laughs> you know, that could be something to do with the character of Jason Bourne losing his memory, being, you know? Oh, man, I never thought of that. Maybe it's just... Bam! Extremely meta. Oh, Whoa. my goodness. Blowing my mind here, David. Wow. I tried. So, the new yeah, cinematic but experience. I do, I do, agree, I do agree with you. I think it's because they're they're all so fast paced, in my opinion. Yeah, they are. So I think you're just pre- trying to process all the stuff all at once, and then you like you finish it, you're like, wow, that was a rush. What just happened? That could be it, because like I also I never saw them in like theaters or whatever. I just watched them all on DVD yeah. after they came out, like before the fourth one was coming out or something. Mm-hmm. But no, I think they're I think they're good movie. I think they good movies. I think they have uh, entertaining action scenes. Yeah. So, um, question: Do you think um, Hawkeye, who, who's in the fourth one? I don't know. What, Jeremy Alan? Renner. Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Yeah, but what, what was his character? Alan. Uh, Aaron. 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 Frost. Yeah. Aaron, do you think he's going to be in the fifth born? I don't think he's going to be in the fifth born because I think this is more about like the back big back of Matt Damon. Yeah. But I do think there's a potential for him to return in, like, a sixth movie, maybe. I mean, now that they've, like, introduced the fact that there were other other agents, you know? Yeah. I think that's interesting. But aren't all of them dead? I'm confused. It's yeah. been a while. You know what? You gotta watch the trilogy. Yeah, come on, Lacey. I watched four. That's all I've seen. Four is the worst one. Well, that's what I hear, yeah. but I still liked it just fine. Yeah, it w- I agree. So. All right. I'll give. I'll give. I'll lend. I'll. Ah, I should learn how to speak first, and secondly, I'll lend them to you. All right, sounds like a plan. All right, moving on to the one that I know, Aaron, you are looking forward to so so much. Bad moms. Yep. <laughs> I do. I do like Kristen Bell as an actress. But Me too. No. This trailer. This the trailer is not funny I'll at all. Do another Veronica Mars movie. Not this. Uh, yeah, I know nothing about Veronica Mars, so I can't really uh, speak to that. But uh... but you can speak to how terrible Bad Moms looks. Oh, it looks really bad. David, what do you think? Yeah, I'm not into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Neil Kunis is fine, too. But it's just like, I don't know. I don't know. The movie, the trailers just aren't funny. It looks like... I don't know if it's, like, supposed to be a spiritual successor to Bad Teacher, but it looks like the exact same type of comedy. Like, you get what I'm saying? or not, like? Yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, I haven't seen 
bad teacher. But I've seen clips of it. It was on TBS, but I was just like, it's not very funny. Which is sad because TBS's catchphrase is very funny. Yeah, and then now all they show is like two broke girls and terrible oh, Adam Sandler <laughs> movies. <laughs> <laughs> two broke girls is like literally the worst TV show I've like ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> How is it still on? They're still making new ones, aren't they? Yes. Oh no. Because people relate to it, guys. Duh. I sure hope not. Uh, but yeah, do we have anything else to say about Bad Moms? Just like, if it's a thing, go see it. If not, I mean, it doesn't Obviously, matter. we're also not in the target demographic. No, that's true. That's, yeah. Even then, I don't think it's, it would be worth seeing. No. I mean, the best movies are ones that can, like, relate to all demographics, you know, not just ones that have to pander, I guess, to a certain... I get, I get what you're saying, yeah. But yeah. Like not in the terms of they have to be like broad appeal, like yeah, you know everyone will love them, and that's when you get like Adam Sandler level comedies. But just, right, I know I know what you're saying though. Thank you. I, yeah, I didn't mean like we're watching Pixels directed by Chris Columbus. Poor Chris Columbus. Chris Columbus. I how did I not know that? Anyway, well that's the upcoming movies of the week. Uh, pretty soft week I'd say. One of the weaker ones. Uh, I don't know, Jason Bourne. Yeah, yeah unless Jason that's Bourne good. do good business. Yeah. The other, the first three films were all critically acclaimed and I think did well at the box office. Yeah. Well, then that'll be it's the weekend savior and something we might have to look out for when we play Fantasy Movie League. All right. Now let's move on to what have we been watching this week? Ghosts are real. That much I know. Who Let me start. Oh, let me start. Okay, cool. Go for it. So, today I watched... Uh, I gotta sure remember the name of it. Uh, Fundamentals of Caring on, on Netflix. Oh. It's a Netflix original. Is yep. it a movie or a... It's, yeah, it's, it's a, a movie, movie. with okay. uh, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd and Selena Gomez, right? Yep. Alright. Actually, How was that? I... I really liked it. I really, really liked it. It was about uh, well, Paul Rudd. He was like a caregiver for this kid who has muscular dy- dystrophy. Yes, muscular dystrophy, and basically, you know, get like the kid's just a straight like jerk the entire movie, which is pretty funny. And then it just—I uh, don't want to ruin it for you guys, but no, they don't go, don't ruin it. Except my yeah. one shit. So it was, I highly actually I really liked it. So you should probably go watch it if you got right. a Netflix and, account. Yeah, it's on Netflix. So yeah, it's Netflix. Netflix. Cost you anything if you yeah want to watch it. So, but, I, yep. And then I also watched the uh, first the first Incredible Hulk, I believe, two thousand three. Like the yeah old old one. Ang Lee. Yeah. Oh, what you what you think of that one? Well, like, and uh, let me let me paint the picture for you. I watched that one and. Um, I don't know what this movie was called because I came in kind of at the, at the middle of it, but do, why are you laughing at? No, because no. I, I said I, let me, let me I'm, just, I'm excited. Dwayne the Rock, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. What? Uh-huh. And it was like on, it was on Sci-Fi, so you know it was good. 
All right. And um, they were like, he was like a leader of some like band, and they were researching some disease, and basically, and Dwayne the Rock Johnson gets like pulled through a grate and killed. But it's like not when he like was super buff like he is now. He was still buff, but like young Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I don't know what the heck it was called. Is it Doom? It might have been Doom. Yes, it was Doom. Okay. Yeah, but because I was at Warp Tour, and that's like an all-day music festival internet i'm sure i think everyone knows what warped tour is but you know you go in like you stay out all day and then you go into the auditorium and they they had like sci-fi playing so i saw i watched them and you know i'm sweating like all of my body fluid out so i'm like trying to rehydrate and i'm watching the incredible hulk and doom which were both incredible hulk was weird I guess I don't know. But I was really clear, which which one are we talking about? Just to be clear, I don't, I don't so know it's... which one. I don't know which one it was. There was a fight scene with him <laughs> and like a whole bunch of dogs. Oh, oh yeah, that's that's, uh, that's two thousand three. That's the yep, two thousand three movie. That's called Hulk. And it's just called Hulk. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Oh my yeah. god, that movie. Just so awful. we differentiate it from the MCU two thousand eight yeah. film, Incredible Hulk. <sighs> yeah, because I've seen that... I've seen the Incredible Hulk, and did they try to? Cat, like cast the same exact uh, general because like the general like they, not the same actor but it's like a, the same I guess, character type kind of thing yeah like I mean, it look exactly the same kind of guy well uh, yeah it was just like that's how he looks in the comics yeah yeah it, it was just I don't know was, that I'm like why the heck is Hulk fighting these dogs and almost losing like <laughs> no no one can explain that they're Hulk did. dogs David come on they're, and one was a poodle why the why God's name was one a poodle now David you didn't even see the best part and by best I mean worst when he literally fights a cloud yeah no I saw okay I saw cool that. yeah he he but, just fights a cloud that's what we're doing now in Marvel I guess fights a cloud it was such a lame ending. Yeah, because the guy like was like electricity, and then like I don't know, it was weird. And then Doom was, I don't know, Dwayne the Rock Johnson was just like killing everyone. He's like, oh, I think he may be infected. And the guy's like, I'm not infected. Bam, shot to the face, dead. And then he shot, and then he shot his own like group leader. I'm like, well, Dwayne, I don't know what you're doing, but you're gonna kill everyone. And then he gets pulled through a grate. I'm like, wow, what a lame ending for you. Oh, the early days of video game movies. And the late yep. days. And the late days, that's true. <laughs> the current days. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I watched. I watched uh, some of Pokemon uh, cool. Indigo League. Nice. Classic. That's about all. All right. Well, can I go next then? Yeah. All right. Well. Do you need my permission? Yes. Yes. Oh, I also oh watched God. a couple episodes of New Girl. New Girl's funny. Oh, I don't watch it. I don't know. I've it seen episodes here and there. All right. So now, I'm going to start out with the big one, I think. Uh, BoJack Horseman, season yeah. three. It's out. It is in the world. Aaron and I have been watching it. Aaron's finished it. Um, I am four episodes from finishing it. And holy crap. It's just, it it is constantly just one of the best shows ever. Like I just don't understand how, but um, I'm I think 
so far, I mean, I'm not as far as you, Aaron, and don't don't spoil it for me or the listeners, but I'd say right. so yeah, far. Definitely not. Yeah, I'd say so far, season two is still probably my favorite. Um, but this one's, like, just directly below it. Um, I think season two so far has had has had more emotional moments, but I'm sure that will change by the end of the season. But also season three has done some awesome things, like the uh, the completely underwater episode, um, which was, which punched me in the gut, and I have no clue why it affected me so much. It just, it really did. Um, and then the New Year's episode so far, those have been the two best, I'd say. Oh, the abortion episode, though, because just... I just, I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, it was just, like, the perfect it, it was dark the perfect, humor that yeah. the show, you know, just does it so well. It tackled it in the way only BoJack Horseman can. Just over the top, like, it's great. Sextina Aquafina, of course, making her return to the show. Yeah, I just want, but, like, I've finished the show now, or finished the season, and I'm obviously not going to spoil anything, but... Right. I will agree that, having finished it, that I think season two was better than season three. Okay. I think season three just, like, uh, it was a little more disjointed with, like, its uh, story arcs. Like, there was a lot more just, like, randomly displaced uh, standalone episodes that kind of broke up the episodic arcs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I gotcha. And then, I'm not going to spoil anything, but there is a big moment later on in the season. But I think it should, it, like, in a sense, it should have topped season two, but it just didn't quite for me, even though it was yeah. still really powerful. Yeah, like, I'm sa- like I said, I, season two was just great, um, but season three is just right below it. Um, also, another episode that seemed like a standalone at first, but you kind of, like, get a deeper, like, look into Bojack's psyche and uh, his relationships with people is the episode where he's talking to the L.A., whatever the newspaper company is. And he's talk- Yeah, he's talking to the, uh, gosh, what's the, what do they call him? Caller? The, the fixer or something? I, I can't even think of what they called her, but that whole... Oh, the no, it was the L.A. Gazelle. That's what it was. Oh, yeah, Gazelle. Because <laughs> the animal puns are everywhere. But that was just... You Agreed. really, like, get a deep, like, dive into who Bojack is and to, into his interpersonal relationships with people and how he doesn't really want to know anyone because, I don't know, it's, it, that show is just so awesome and thoughtful. And it puts me in a place for the rest of the night where I'm like, I'm just not happy anymore. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, you're just like, oh, well, this has been a bummer night, but it's so good. I don't know. It's hard not to watch. Anyway, um, any other thoughts on Bojack Horseman, Aaron, before I move on? Nope. All right. Well, then, I also saw Star Trek Beyond. And let me say, I really, really like Star Trek Beyond. I don't think it's better than Star Trek 2009 or Into Darkness. But it was really good. I liked it a lot. Now, that's coming from a person who has only ever seen Star Trek 09 and End of Darkness and Out Beyond, but it just, it it was just that fun summer blockbuster feel to it 
and it felt short to me. Like I wanted, like I said earlier, I wanted more out of it. I wanted to stay there longer. I wanted to stay in that world longer. I wanted to see more of those characters. But of course, like we're up to sequelize everything now. There's obviously going to be a Star Trek four. Yeah, um, already confirmed with uh, Chris Hemsworth returning. Did you hear that? No. Yeah. But that's already, his dad. They already, they, yeah, they already confirmed that just through time travel shenanigans that Chris Hemsworth will be reprising his role as uh, Kirk's dad in Star Trek Four. Now, do you think they'll try and save the whales again? I hope so, because <laughs> that is an amazing movie. And I don't know why you don't believe me on this, Lacey. I will never believe you. <laughs> that's... Anyway, that's awesome, though. Um, yeah, there were, there were just really great action set pieces. Uh, most of them looked really good. Uh, there was one in particular that looked absurdly fake, and I'm like, I can't believe they left this in. Like, they left it like this, but... I mean, everything else was great. Also, one of my favorite scenes... Like, I was smiling harder than I was smiling at Holtzman's scene in Ghostbusters. Like, this was an amazing scene. I know Aaron will hate it so much. I know he will. But David, you need to watch Into Darkness... And then we'll go see Beyond, and you'll tell me if you like this scene, because it's, it's a really good scene. Anyway. Sounds good. All right. I think I have Into Darkness somewhere, so I'll have to lend that to you. I'll, we'll do the Lego movie and Into Darkness, and then the Bourne trilogy. We'll swap. All right. Um, and then other than that, um, oh, oh, of course. How could I forget Donnie Darko? I watched yes. Donnie Darko. That was number one on my list of 100 movies. Because that was like the first one that came to mind. And I'm like, everyone needs to watch this film. Yeah. And you are, you are correct. It's the one with the bunny, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen just, it, David? Or you just no, know I just I read part of Jacob's review. Yeah, I, oh, I can promote myself here. Um, I wrote a review for... Uh, Donnie Darko. It's on my blog. You can read it at Jake Lace. I do not spoil anything. And uh, it's a fun ride, I think. I tell a couple heartwarming anecdotes. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, that, that I don't know if they're heartwarming, but there was an anecdote or two in there. Anyway, um, but the movie is... And I don't want to use this lightly. Like, no one understood... Like, I want everyone to understand I do not use this term lightly. I've never called a movie this. I don't think I've called anything this ever before. But Donnie Darko is high art. Like, it is it is the epitome of what movies should be, in my opinion. Like, it's it has everything. It has great acting. It has, an like, an outstanding story. It has a story that makes you think and makes you uh, take in interpretation into the whole movie. Um, literally nothing is as cut and dry as it may seem. And it's, it's like I said in my review, I talked about how it's kind of like um, Bioshock Infinite, where the whole uh, story can be brought into question by three simple words, uh, but maybe not. Like anything you can say about this movie, like uh, Donnie's dating Gretchen, but maybe not. Uh, Frank is just uh, a part of... Uh, Donnie's imagination, but maybe not. Like, the whole movie can be described like that, and I cannot think of a single movie that does that. It it does everything perfectly. I had no complaints. 
except for maybe my one complaint, and it's not even a real complaint, is that 2001 CGI looks awful. <laughs> like, that's all I can say. Well, it was low budget, even for 2001. Yeah, but I mean, so like, it's like, even going back to X-Men now, like the original X-Men movie, it looks so bad. I'm like, right. uh, ugh. Just, anyway. But, uh, Donnie Dark... I'm not arguing with you oh, okay. about I just to make sure that. I'm just saying... Yeah. It's understandable, given yeah. its nature. Yeah. Also, uh, the cover of Mad World, which is one of the best covers ever made, I think, in my... I mean, that's... I'd say it's probably the best cover ever made. But that also makes a... gets a turn in the film. Which brings me to the music. The music is all outstanding in the movie. But it just... Agreed. It... I own the soundtrack. Yeah. Richard Kelly has such a... In this movie, at least, obviously, he didn't carry that on through his other films. But um, the box, the box, <laughs> push this button, someone you don't know will die. Okay, it works as a Twilight Zone episode, not as a movie. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, just he has such a a knack for creating tension that it just you feel on edge, even though nothing happens. It can be just a scene where he's hanging out with his older sister, who is literally played by Jake Gyllenhaal's older sister. And it's just like, you just feel weird, because you know something's not right. You know that the world is going to end in 28 days, whatever that means, but maybe not. Like, it's just, that whole movie is just... I cannot thank you enough, Aaron, for recommending this, because if you wouldn't have, I might have never watched this movie in my life. So, thank you for that. I'm just, I'm ecstatic that you loved it yeah it, and so now i'm just lord me i'm just you know excited to see what you think of uh more movies on the list yeah uh I, right now i'm really nervous about mulholland drive but i really hope you love that one as well because that one is just like in the same kind of category as donnie darko for me that i would agree is high art just okay. both of those films just blew me away i mean i would just love a list I'll send it to you, David. Yeah. You got you got send me uh your email because it's a word document. Oh, wow. I, oh, I have, oh, I have pictures of it on my phone. I'll just send you the pictures. Oh, then, yeah. Okay. There we go. Um, yeah, I, I printed out the list. I have I'm marking them off. Uh, the next one I'm gonna watch is the thing. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, oh, I just dropped my pen. But uh, yeah. So if you wanna see more of my thoughts on these movies, that. Aaron has recommended to me. You can follow me on Jake Lace on Tumblr. I write things. Um, but yeah. So those are all my movies for the week and TV. I can't think. Oh, sorry. Let me just give my update. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Still great. I Give Good Parent. Amazing song. Did you watch the explicit version yes. on YouTube? That yes. one's so amazing. Obviously, I can't quote it here. But... Right. It's a family show, but uh, yeah. Wow, just she really went for it on that one. Just <laughs> it's real good, but um, yeah, I liked it. Anyway, how far are you now? Uh, I just watched the Christmas episode. Oh, okay. Which was yeah, it was okay. Agreed. Anyway, Aaron, what have you been watching? All right, so we already talked about some of the things on my list, but I also yeah. had a pretty heavy week this week. At least okay. in terms of movies. Because first, I watched uh, Green Room. 
Oh, okay. Which is that new thriller with uh, Anton Yelchin and uh, Patrick Stewart. Yes. And it was it was pretty great. Good, good. It was just very uh, tense, and just what I really loved about it is like, I I expected it to like more to be like more over the top with its violence, you know, like uh, like over exaggerated, you know, just like the whole unrealistic blood splatter everywhere that you might see in like a Quentin Tarantino film or something like that. But yeah. it was actually just like this really brutally real violence, and it was just like made it all the more shocking and tense, and that was. I just I would highly recommend the film. Okay. And I uh, liked Patrick like... Stewart's role and uh Anton Yelchin did a great job as well. Um, did you like rent that or like is there a yeah, way to Red watch Box. it? Okay, Redbox. Yeah. I'll wait. It'll probably be on Netflix is my assumption, but Maybe. Not for a while. Well yeah. and then I saw uh the BVS Ultimate edition. Yes. Uh we talked about this a little earlier. Like I said, it improves the movie, but it doesn't salvage it if you already hate it. That's my basically my thoughts without, I guess, spoiling any of the additional footage. Yeah. And then I watched uh, Midnight Special. Oh, I was excited for that movie. I didn't get around to it yet, though. Yeah, I really liked it. Because that's cool. with uh, Michael Shannon. Yes. Basically, it's the father of this young boy with powers that he has to... Uh, go on the run from, like, the government and this, like, cult kind of thing. So it was just... I, I kind of felt like the same way I did about Lost. I think if you like Lost, you'll like this, be- in the same sense that, like, the myst- like it sets up a lot of mysteries in its uh, first half, and they don't necessarily uh, reveal the answers to all of them in the second half. But if you are in it to get the answers to all the questions, you're looking at the wrong aspects of the movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I got you. So just... It was... That's a... uh, No, continue. Sorry. It was just, uh, I think, very well done from, like, a... uh, Like, a filmmaking standpoint and, like, a thematic standpoint. I really loved it. All right. So I would recommend it. Ah, so watch that. Now, that, that just brought up an interesting point that I've never thought of for Lost. Whereas, I, I I think they answer enough of the mysteries. Like, I think they answer most of the ones that they bring up, if not in the original, but, like, the original show run, but, like, also the epilogue. Um, but why does it matter, I guess? Like, I feel like part, like, I understand that they set up these mysteries, but they never say there are going to be answers. They're just like, hey, this is a weird place. I don't know. Just a well, I mean, I think it. there is a certain expectation that if you do set up a mystery, you're going to get answers, because that's usually how stories work. Yeah, but, but oh, I think it just works for Lost, but, man. There's one just quote-unquote mystery that just really gr- uh, grinds my gears that I I don't think that they answered, and it really annoys Which one me. is that? Wait, wait, wait a second. It, me... All right, go for it. What is it? It is the one with um. It, it's revolving around Hurley and the psychiatrist. I for, I forget the, her name. Libby. Oh, Libby. Like when she shows up in the mental hospital. Well, when when she because she's like they connect and then she's in the mental hospital because like he's like, are you familiar? And she's like, no, not at all. Like, I don't know you. I think that was because like the actress left the show or something. So then they just didn't resolve that. Yeah. So yeah, I think it it was left unanswered, but 
as we were saying, it's not all that relevant to what this story yeah. is trying to tell. I I agree, but that's just one of them that really sticks out to me because I was like, because I thought personally, like when they when that happened, I was like, holy crap, why is she there? Like that just deepened her character. Yeah, it doesn't give it gives some. The, I don't know. I, that's just one that bothers me, but I'm not bothered by a lot of things about that show. I love that show to death. Yeah. Do I still enjoy that show? Of course. But that's just my one little nitpick if I have to choose one. Yeah. We understand. Yeah, we gotcha. Yeah, I think we all love the show. So yeah. we'll probably talk about it at some later Favorite television show something. of all time. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. okay, so moving on with my list, uh, I also finally finally got around to seeing Crimson Peak, which I've been meaning to see. I I was going to see it in theaters, but then my ride got canceled, and then I just uh, didn't go, and then I finally the DVD finally went cheap, and so I bought it, and it was a masterpiece. Just like, full-on masterpiece. Like, (laughs) loved everything about it. Just the production design, and just you know the architecture of this house that he built like i'm 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 pretty sure he built like the entire set of the house just like he built the house base essentially and just uh the music the acting just the pitch perfect uh story just that's you know it just perfectly captured what a gothic romance needs to be and i think that's why like it got a little more mixed reception than uh it should have is because yeah. people thought it was going to be a straight up horror film, but it yeah, was actually it was... a gothic romance, which is well, not. They, they build it as a. Yeah, they marketed like a it as film. a straight up horror film, but yeah. that's because gothic romance is not really a popular genre anymore. No, <laughs> no. but just like yeah. if you're familiar anymore. with anymore, yes, <laughs> it was popular at some point. Yeah, like, early on, but just like if you're familiar with the tropes and uh, stuff of the genre then you'll just like love how amazing this film just like plays off of them yeah and, i totally agree it was one of my favorite films of last year i think i had it at like number three ish but um yeah it's crimson peak man it i recommend that to everyone it i just I can't recommend it. Like, everything about it, I was just like, this is great. The acting was outstanding. Tom Hiddleston knocks it out of the park, I think, with his his character. And uh, even the special effects, like, even though it wasn't practical, I think that was kind of a thing that a lot of people were There were some practical about. effects, like some, uh, yeah. aesthetics for, like, the ghosts. Yeah, but, like, the one that's, like, crawling out of the floor or whatever was not. Well, it's kind of like a mix. Like, the crawl out of the floor is CGI, but then the ghost itself... Once it's okay. in the hallways. Oh, well, yeah. Prosthetics and stuff. But yeah, I, I really loved it. Also, it's just, even though it's not a horror movie, there are moments where you're just, like, so tense. Like, oh, it's just like, oh, mm, just, it makes you real uncomfortable. But that's the point. I don't know. But yeah, I'd put it, like, like second among uh, Del Toro's films. Like, after Pan's Labyrinth, this is, like, his next best film. And Pain's Labyrinth is itself a masterpiece. Then directly after it, Pacific Rim. (laughs) Not Pacific Rim. Probably Devil's Backbone, but... (laughs) No, no. No, Pacific Rim. Yep, only only Pacific Rim. 
I don't, I, I don't know. I love me some Pacific Rim. Yeah. So everyone loves that rap too. I hate the rap. Don't get me started on that rap. <laughs> anyway. So uh, moving on from Crimson Peak. Everyone watch Crimson Peak. Yes. That's my last. I uh, recommend it. Last bit. I also went to see uh, Lights Out in theaters. And, and so, you did review that on your blog as well. What's your blog, Aaron? My blog is uh, this clever blog name is already taken. Tumblr.com. What? And yes, I posted my review of the film, which for the most part I really enjoyed. Like it's just one of those uh, lightweight, you know, just like PG-13 horror films that you're just kind of like you got it filled with plenty of jump scares so you can watch it with a bunch of friends and just, you know, just laugh and scream at it or whatever. And it was just a very well done version of that. Very fun, uh, quite tense, visually very cool. And then, uh, but then I, I'm not going to spoil anything, obviously. Please don't. But just the ending did not sit well with me. And I can't go into any further details about why that is, but it was, it almost ruined my entire experience with the film. And I'm not quite sure what my final verdict of the film is, be, just because of that one poor decision. All right. Well, I think I'm going to go see it on Tuesday. You know That's what that decision plan. was? To keep the lights off. Da, da, da. That would be a dumb decision. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I think I'll see it Tuesday, and then we can kind of have a bigger debate about it. David, you can come with me, too, if you want. I'd be interested if I had money. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I would still recommend seeing it, I suppose, if you are if you like horror. I do. Yeah. I'm I not a big, as, as big of a fan as you are, Aaron, but I, I do. My problem is, uh, is that I'm a starving college student who, you know... Money ain't cheap. Neither are movies. Think about it. I'm thinking. Yep. I'm that, thinking that's, about uh, money ain't cheap. And yeah, that's the one I'm thinking about, too. Where, where do you buy your money, David? <laughs> well, I mean... Wait, wait, wait. Takes... Hey, David, are you doing a money laundering scheme? Uh-oh. Oh, no. no you got, you got, it's, you got, it's you got a, to get me in on that, David. It, dude, it's, <laughs> a, it's a funnel. It's a funnel. It's a funnel. It's a reverse funnel system. <laughs> it's a reverse funnel. Oh, makes sense. I, yeah, I'll sell you a condo, and then you sell two condos. Oh, makes sense, makes sense. All right, anyway. Time, time. All right, so, always sunny tangents aside. Yes. Uh, on the TV side of things, I watched BoJack Horseman, as we discussed. Woo! Loved it. And then I also watched uh, one more episode of Stranger Things. Okay. And I feel the same way. Still not sold oh. on it. But right. I'll probably give it, like, you know, again... I'll give it a few more episodes. Yeah, everyone on the internet is saying it's just great. I know, everyone on the internet loves it, but I'm just... It's it's not bad, but it's just not doing it for me, you know? Yeah, no, I gotcha. So that's my week. Awesome. I think I'd say it was a pretty good week for all of us. I mean, I watched some... Well, not for David. Well, yeah, I'm sorry you had to watch Hulk. (laughs) (laughs) Poor David. Hulk is an experience you need to have in your life, I think, though. I was super dehydrated, and, like, I swear I was, like, hallucinating. I'm like, why are there dogs? You need that fever dream hallucination to properly enjoy (laughs) 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 All right. So now, let's move on to the newest segment. um, The casting segment. Um... 
so we obviously have moved things around. We're not doing the uh, ranking segment anymore because, you know, we ran out of movies that we have all seen every movie in the series. But now, uh, this casting segment, we are going to cast reboots of classic films. Um, but today, we are going to be starting with Jurassic Park. There's uh, another example. <laughs> See, here I am now by myself... Uh... Uh, talking to myself. That's that's chaos, dear. Um, so we have roles. We have each role, um, and we're going to go through and say who we think should play them in the reboot. All right, are you guys ready? I would like to lead because I believe I have. Well, the most we're gonna go. We're gonna go list. role by role. Yeah, so I'd like to okay. lead every role by role. If you guys don't mind. All right. Oh, that's fine. Go for um, it. So we're gonna start with John Arnold, originally played by Samuel L. Jackson. And he was like the IT guy. Yes. One of the IT guys. Yeah, yeah. The one that was a cool cool guy. Um, so, I think John Arnold should be played by none other than Ice Cube. <laughs> Ice Cube. I could see that. Yes, you could. Like, you're like oh, okay. All right, let's, let's get all of the um, names out, and then we'll uh, debate. So, Aaron, you want to go next? Sure. Uh, mine is Michael Kenneth Williams. I don't know okay. if you guys know who that is. I'm not sure. No, no. Who is that? He was in The Wire, which I don't think you guys have seen. Nope. But he was also in the new Ghostbusters movie. He was one of the FBI agents. Oh, okay. Yeah. That okay, yeah. I can see that too. All right. Now my choice. This is going to blow you guys away. Samuel L. Jackson. Who says we can't have him back? He'd work again. He'd do it. He's in every other movie. It's true. And he's barely aged. Yeah, that, that too. So let's debate this. Who who should play John Arnold? Well, you kind of made this unfair, because obviously... <laughs> the we won't, we won't pick Samuel L. Jackson. I just, that was the only one I was like, yeah, that he's the only one who can fill that role. He is Samuel L. Jackson. Well, I went with Michael Kenneth Williams, because I think he has that kind of blend where it, they're intimidating... Because, of course, he was intimidating with Samuel L. Jackson. But then, since yeah. he's an IT guy, he also has, like, that nerdier side to him, you know? So, it's, like, kind of that okay. awesome blend between these two. And I think uh, Michael Kenneth Williams can pull it off. Okay. Now, David, uh, you're... you're I, think, I think Ice Cube should be the, there because, I mean, no one's more intimidating than Ice Cube. Have you seen Ice Cube rap in his prime back in the day in all his music videos? When he was part of no, NWA, but sure, you should because there was, <laughs> there's not a that man struck fear into my heart because like I saw Ice Cube like <laughs> for like when I first saw like Ice Cube I saw him in like the Are We Done Yet like Are We oh, There Yet like those movies <laughs> yeah right and then like I like I knew he was a rapper but then I I then realized what he was a part of and like how he like was a big act excuse me how he's a big part of it. and i actually listened to him rap one day i was like this man is just like not letting up at all he, he's intimidating so i think i don't know just ice cube and i could see him like this cussing at his computer um like all these hold well, on to your butts yeah, the course. only reason i would push back against ice cube is that i think ice cube would not deal with these people's stupidity no, exactly. John Arnold has to like John Arnold has to just like sit there and just like deal with these it, people yeah. incompetently running the park. 
and just like kind of mutter to himself complaints, whereas Ice Cube would just be like not having it, you know? No, it's, he would, he would be full on the version that I, That's the version I, that I want to see, though. Yeah, I can uh, see him just well, like, you know what? That's fair. <laughs> yeah. So, so let's, you want to take a vote on it? I vote on Ice Cube. Dude, you're the, you're the vote, Jake, because I'm, I'm well, assuming Eric will vote for so. Ice Cube. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to let you decide. I think I think the greatest argument for Ice Cube would be his role in the Twenty One Jump Street movies, um, but I feel like then at that point he's like too comedic, and he had he has and nothing. It, I'm trying to get my words out. I've not seen him in anything where he is the voice of reason like he is in Jurassic Park. Like, like, John Arnold is the voice of reason in that whole movie. He's like, we gotta close down the park. People are gonna die. No one else says that throughout the whole movie. And he's just like, yeah, this is not a good idea. So I don't know. I think I'm gonna so go I with... Can... What? I can see Ice Cube. Fool, you, got, you gotta, like, close down this park right now. I can see him just, like, flipping, flipping down. I don't know. Oh, you're making a just good argument. Decide, Lacey. Just... Uh, I'm gonna go with Aaron's, Aaron's you choice. This out. Yeah, sorry. All right. uh, what, what was his name? Uh, Michael K. Williams. Alright. Michael K. Williams. Alright, I'm writing down our cast list so we can read it off at the end. Alright. Next, we have Donald Gennaro, the, uh, lawyer, the lawyer guy. Um, who David. Who represents you... the investors of the park. Yes, yes. David, who do you have for Donald? None other, none other than Robert Downey Jr., Okay. I'm not sure I really see it, but I do. All right, That's so all that matters. You'll yeah, you'll explain yourself. All right, Aaron, what do you have? I have Miles Teller. Ooh, <laughs> I don't think he has the age on him. Is he, the only he's problem. He's not as old, but he just has you know that just kind of that smugness. That smugness, and I just want to see him get eaten by a dinosaur now, because of that smugness. Guys, I'm sorry, but mine is really going to blow you guys out of the water, and I can already tell. Now, just picture this person saying every line the lawyer has in the movie. Glenn Howerton. I could see it. Yeah. Like, every line in that movie, I'm just like, I'm picturing him saying it, and I'm like, this just works. I don't know. So, who wants to make a case first for their pick? I basically made my case. It's just his smugness. It's just his smugness. All right, David, what's your case? I just like Robert Downey Jr. as an actor, and I mean, I like to see how he got. I like to see him eaten by a dinosaur. How he would play that out. Yeah, I just think Robert Downey Jr. If anything, he would play the Ian Malcolm character. Oh no 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 no! Wait till you hear my Ian Malcolm. Well, he's not mine either, but I'm just saying that would be more of his speed. I feel like when you're doing this uh, Donald character, you need someone who's, like, weaselly and kind of a jerk. I don't know. Like Miles Teller. I mean, like Miles like, Teller, I guess. Like, yeah. like how he is an Iron Man? I don't know. But he's not. Like, he's so likable. I just don't see him taking he's that role. So... I don't know. All right. Well, I mean, it's fine. All right. What's our, what's our vote? Robert Downey Jr. Anyone, changing, anyone changing their stance? Do we, do we need a vote? We need do a we vote. Do we need to come to a conclusion? We need to come to a conclusion. I don't know either. I don't know <laughs> Everyone's either. Everyone's agreeing with theirs. Um, I don't know any of these actors, so... Glenn Howerton? 
You don't know Miles Teller or Glenn Howerton? Glenn Howerton is Dennis on Always Sunny. Oh, there you go. See, you don't know the names. <laughs> oh, okay. And Miles Teller was fantastic as was Mr. Fantastic, fantastic in Fantastic Four. Oh, okay. Oh, Aaron. I vote Aaron. Oh, yes. you're voting Aaron's? All right, so Miles Teller is our... That's... <laughs> It's a strange choice, but okay. But but you gotta put some age on him, like a lot of makeup. You gotta give him some. Oh wrinkles. okay. That that's my one. Can we do that? And like those big eyebrows that the original yep. dude had. Yeah. Can we? If we can do that, then I'll. Then All right, I'll wait. Run. Let's let's not get caught up on this. All right. Um, Alan Grant. <laughs> the main... run so long. Yeah. All right, Alan. All right. Grant, the main character of the movie. Who you got? Shia LaBeouf. Oh my God. <laughs> Okay, Aaron. Shia LaBeouf's not famous anymore. No, exactly. He needs a big <laughs> breakout <laughs> because he got screwed on Indiana Jones. So I want to see him instead of like running through trying to find like lost treasure. Archaeologist. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Aaron. Aaron, what you got? Or paleontologist or whatever it is. Yeah. I had. Uh, I I couldn't really find a good pick for this, so I'm not entirely sold. But I went with Carl Urban. I was considering him for a minute, actually. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, he's yeah, in a Star Trek because, movie. He's Bones yeah, in Star Trek. He can pull off the like intelligent, like professor kind of thing, and while also being, you know, a likable leading yeah. man. So my choice for Alan Grant is Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, might have a, he might be a little too old, but still, think think he works, and he might be a little too big for. Uh, this kind of character, but anyway, all right. What's our vote so, on this one? Well, just think of Shia LaBeouf running away from dinosaurs. I'm sorry, I am not going to vote for Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Did you know? Just no think way. about it. Think no, about it. Shia... I'm sorry. There's no. Let me way. finish my sentence. Fine. He's running away from all the raptors. He's he, and he all he's saying is, "Do it, do it, do it." And then, and then you could have an actual cannibal scene, like a little flashback, where you have him come out of a like a cabin in the in the park. That'd be fun. Tell me you don't want to see that. Aaron's cracking up over there. I I don't. I'm sorry. I cannot. I vote, I vote for Shia LaBeouf. Oh, Shia Aaron, LaBeouf why are you is. doing this? <laughs> Just to mess with Lacey. <laughs> okay. Ah, yes. yes Write yes. it down, Lacey. Write it down. Moving on. Shia LaBeouf. All right. <laughs> Interesting, interesting choice. Um. Anyway, now John Hammond. This is an interesting one. The owner oh. of the park. David, who do you got? I think Morgan Freeman should own dinosaurs. Okay, that's actually a really good choice. I, yeah, I told you. Aaron. Very thought-provoking. Aaron, who do you got? Oh, I went with uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, all right. Well, then I will be... I, you guys have really good choices. This one doesn't really make sense so much, but I think you could do it. Gary Oldman. Alright, who's Lawrence and who's Gary? What have they played? Lawrence Fishburne was <laughs> Harry White in Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. That's Owner of the newspaper. Where are you best known from? Okay. 21. If you've seen 21. Okay. Um, got it. And also, then Gary Oldman. CSI. Many seasons yep, of CSI. Yeah. Gary Oldman is in uh, Harry Potter. He's in uh, Planet of the Apes, Dawn of Planet of the Apes. He's he's in, like in everything. He's <laughs> Commissioner Gordon. He's Commissioner Gordon. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, 
You know, I'm still going to go with Morgan Freeman. I don't know. I might have to go with Morgan Freeman as well. That's a really good choice. Because well, I, 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 I want to hear him. There. <laughs> I want to hear him be like, oh, my my baby's my darling. But in the Morgan Freeman voice, could be super cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> the only thing I would say is Morgan Freeman is too likable. And John Hammond has to be kind of that, like, you're always so frustrated at him to not be able to see the dangers of the park. Oh, see, I never feel that way towards John Hammond. I'm always like, dude, he has this dream, and, like, he's, like, going a little overboard with it, but, like, this is what he wants, you know? Maybe, maybe I just think that because in the book he's a, more of a jerk. Oh, so I'm just kind of, like, like, really transplanting him. that. I don't know. Anyway, Ian Malcolm. David, who'd you get? Uh, Probably my favorite. Um, David, sorry. What you got? Probably the best casting I've ever done, besides Morgan Freeman. Challenge Gambino. Mm, okay. <laughs> All right, Aaron, who you got? I went with uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Because he has that... He, he excels at those roles where he's just like, he's the smartest person in the room and he knows it. You know, that kind of thing. That's what he does best. Okay. And he has the manic energy of Jeff Goldblum. Okay. Now, guys, this one might sound bad right away, but hear me out on this. Will Arnett. I don't know who that is. Um, he's in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, All that. Or he's in classic. Hot Rod. He's in. He's Bojack Horseman. Um, oh, is he the guy from Breaking Bad? No, no, that's Aaron Paul. Oh. I do not know who Will Arnett is. I thought he was, like, very... I do not know who half these people are. Yeah. That's, you were right when you said you had a limited pool of actor knowledge. I, like, I, I'm being serious. Like, I'm just... That's just not my my niche. Yeah, I mean... This might no have to be a different segment. That... I, I told you that. No, you didn't. <laughs> but okay. Yeah, well, I, I did... Oh, my let's goodness. vote. Let's vote on this. Who should be Ian? Challenge game. Well, did you guys see um, The Martian? Yep. Yes, I didn't really. And you know how Challenge Game, oh, you know, yeah. played that weird, that weird quirky guy in that. Yeah, he can, he can pull. Them. But the only thing I would say is like he's quirky in that, like he pulls off the intelligent manic energy, but he doesn't have that same kind of like, you know, smugness kind of thing as we were talking about earlier. True, but he could be like spitting rhymes and like educating nope, them at nope, the same time. You lost me. You no, lost I'm, me. I'm going with Childish Gambino. I'm going with David. Oh my god, Aaron. Ah, ah, ah. There we go, Aaron. Let's go. Cause... I thought we were like going to legitimately cast this movie. <laughs> this is legitimate. I don't know what you're like so, not seeing. That one I'm legitimate on. That one could work, but Shia LaBeouf was <laughs> to mess with you. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf should be in no movies. I'm sorry. He's in a new movie though coming out. Yeah, like uh, he, does, he still does indie films. Yeah. All right, Mr. DNA, the uh, cartoon DNA strand. I need Danny DeVito talking to me. <laughs> Ooh, good choice. Not what I went with. Aaron, what do you got? I had uh, Patrick Warburton. Oh, that's really good too. <laughs> I had Charlie Day. I knew you were going to go with yeah. Charlie Day. I <laughs> knew perfect. it. He's perfect for it. As soon as you wrote on the list of characters you were supposed to cast, Mr. DNA, I was like, why would he pick D- Mr. DNA? And then I was like, <laughs> it's because he wants to cast Charlie Day. <laughs> he can do his oil man voice, you know? Anyway. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm uh, going with Charlie Day. 
I'm gonna I go Charlie Day too. Awesome. Yes, I got one in here. I mean, I want I wanted to be different because I knew where Lacey was heading with this, so I threw out Patrick Warburton. That's like that's actually, the opposite like that. end of the spectrum type of voice. Yeah. All right. So now we're moving on. Tim Murphy, uh, the little boy. Who we got, David? Okay, so like my my Tim Murphy has to be explained with also Lex Murphy. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Let's let's do both of them at once then. Okay. So my Ted Murphy is the actor from um, the Home Alone series. Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin's way too old now, bro. But exactly. I, I want him as that age. And from, you can't do that. Listen to this. Okay? So, I want him as that age, but he's playing a little boy. But he's still all old and, like, you know, still ad- a drug addict. <laughs> And I want Lex to be Taylor Swift. Why do those and... have to be together? <laughs> Let's let me explain. Because imagine both Lex and Tim, and the, so they're playing these like how old are the kids in the movies? Like like ten and thirteen. Yeah, so they're gonna be playing these ten and thirteen year olds, even though like they're super old. But everyone's just gonna like ignore the fact that they're like, well, Taylor's like what twenty three, twenty five, whatever. Twenty five now. And so they're so they're gonna completely ignore the fact that they're suit like way like out of like the age range. But like I want to see like him all coked up like running away from dinosaurs and like Taylor Swift being it, being her. Like I could see it. Aaron, I think it's a, tell me you're not okay, going to do yeah. this. No, no. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I love, as much I, as I would love to see that movie, David, I'm gonna go with a serious route. Okay, that was that's really good though, David. <laughs> But like, just imagine it right now. Oh, I'm imagining it. That's hilarious. Okay. Anyway, anyway, for my Tim, I went with uh, Jacob Tremblay from Rome. Oh, okay, that's a really good choice. He's like six, though, right? He was nine. Oh, he's nine. Okay. Out. Never so mind. I figure, you know, if the reboot comes out in a couple of years, then he's perfect. That's true. And then for Lex Murphy, you're not gonna know who this is, but it's a uh, Bella Ramsey, and she just made her, like, big screen debut in Game of Thrones Season 6. Okay. She's, like, she's, like, 13 or 14 years old or whatever, but she plays, like, the house leader of one of, like, the main houses of Westeros in Season 6. Okay. And she was just, you know, phenomenal in her role. I can see that, but... My only problem with that is, is that Lex is, like, not that character. You know what I mean? She is in the books. <sighs> Whatever. Just gotta read the books, Lacey. <laughs> no, I'm never touching those books with a ten-foot pole. They're so good. All right, so my casting for Tim and Lex are... All right, so Tim is Elias Harger from Fuller House. <laughs> Max from Fuller House. Tell me that's not an awesome choice. Tell me, tell me that's not amazing. Fuller House is so terrible. It I is, feel so sorry but, for that kid. But he, his enthusiasm is so real that you're just like... He's going to turn out like uh, Sarah Lynn from Bojack Horseman. Oh my god, yes. Future. Oh my god. But anyway, I think he should do great. He has the enthusiasm that would hopefully carry through into the movie. And then uh, my choice for Lex is Joey King. I don't know if you know who she is or not. She's in she's in The Conjuring. Uh, she's also in Fargo, the TV show. Um, 
Well, like, who does she play? I have no clue. I haven't seen either of those things. I know you have, though. <laughs> but she was um, Ramona and Ramona and Beezus when she was much younger. She plays uh, Christine Perrin in The Conjuring. The little girl. I don't know. Sure. You figure I, it out. <laughs> I can't tell the daughter. Oh, have you seen White House Down? No. Okay, never mind. She's like... Uh, Whatever his name's daughter. What what's that guy's name? Aaron Eckhart? No. That's no, the other Channing one that's exactly Tatum. like Channing it. Tatum. Channing Tatum, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I got it confused though. Yeah. yeah, Olympus is fallen, White House down, same movie. Alright, let's take a vote. Um I like mine. Who is your uh, Jacob Tremblay, yeah, I like that a lot too. All right, I'll I think step. Jacob Tremblay is better than Max from Fuller House. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I mean, what about Taylor Swift singing in Jurassic Park? Just think about it. I'm sorry, bud. I, I can't. I, you know I love Taylor Swift. I just, David, I already I'm... gave you one joke vote, so I'm just going to go with Lacey's pick for Lex. Whoever okay. that girl Do a is. King. Whoa. I like her a lot. She's cool. Best part of White House Down, an awful movie. All right. Now we're going to move on. <clears throat> Whoops. Ah, what's Ooh. next? Who is next? Robert? No, Nidri. No, Robert's next. Oh, Robert Muldoon. Robert Muldoon. So, David, who you got for us? I, so Robert is actually going to be changed to Robbie, as an R-O-B-B-I, and it's going to be played by Angelina Jolie. Interesting. Okay. Well, you can defend it in a minute. Aaron, who you got? I just went with Daniel Craig. Oh. I got a real good one, you guys. This is better than both of yours, I think, but I'll probably be proven wrong there. Um, Idris Elba. Yep. No idea. Idris Elba. Yep. For sure. Thank you. (laughs) No Um, idea who that is. uh, Let's see. What has he been in that you would have seen? It's it's cool. We could just run through it. I'm trying to think, though. What what would he have been in? That David has seen? Yeah. I'm, like, trying to think of, like, big movies. Pacific Rim? Have you seen Pacific Rim? Oh yeah, Pacific Rim. Rim. He gives the big speech in Pacific Rim. Why? Why We're canceling the apocalypse? We are canceling the apocalypse. Why would I want to see that awful movie? Because oh. of that awesome speech. Whoa. And Charlie so, Day is in it. And it's a good movie. Yeah, it is a pretty good movie actually. All right, oh, now God. on to Dennis Nedry. Who do we got for Nedry, guys? I have <laughs> Jonah. I think it's awful. I have Jonah Hill. I want to see Jonah Hill's face get melted. I can see that, but let's I see. I almost we... went with Jonah Hill, but instead I went with Josh Gad. Ooh, another really good choice. My choice is complete trash, so I'm just going to throw it out there. Tom Felton. All right. <laughs> what? I don't know. He's Weasley. That's all I knew. Well, then he would have been better for the lawyer. No, he's too young. Well, so is Miles Teller. Well, that, I don't know. <laughs> All right, so who? All right, so it's between Josh Gad and Jonah Hill. Uh, that's tough. I think Josh Gad just has the more like childish giggle kind of thing. Than Jonah Hill. Than Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill's like a serious actor now, <laughs> David. <laughs> Have you not seen This Is the End, David? <laughs> No, um, I, I actually think I'm going to have to go with Jonah Hill on this one. There we go. No, that's fine. He was go. almost my pick. All right, and I'll put him down as Hill. All right, 
And then our final one well, we have. They see your sound is terrible. Oh, I'm sorry. Is it better now? No. Why is it bad? It's like what David's is normally at. Hey. <laughs> is it good now? No. Why is it bad? It's staticky. What it's about just, now? Is it good now? It's just a, it's better. All right, cool. All right. Yeah, it's N- good. Our final choice. I just had to stop the microphone and turn it back on. All right, our final one. Uh, Ellie Sadler. Who do we got? Who you got, David? Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley's a, a good choice. I think maybe a little young, but I still like that choice a lot. Aaron, who you got? Uh, Emily Blunt. Ooh, that's a good choice, too. Mine is Rose Byrne. I was like, eh. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. She's uh, in Apocalypse. She was the CIA agent, David. Oh, okay. Also in Neighbors, she's the wife. Um. All right, what's the vote on this one? I. Uh, for me, it's between Emily Blunt and uh, David's pick, Daisy Ridley. Daisy. Yeah. I want. I want to see her act in more movies. So, because she did amazing as Ray in Star Wars, I want to see what she, what else she can do. Therefore, Daisy Ridley. Well, when I was thinking. What I was thinking when I was trying to pick Ellie is I wanted her age to match up closely to my pick for Alan Grant. But now yeah. that we're going with Shia LaBeouf. How old is Shia LaBeouf? Like 30 maybe now? No um, idea. I'd say he's like 30. Oh, so I guess he's pretty close to Emily Blunt. Yeah. I think. Emily Blunt's in Either, 30s, either one right? could work, honestly. Uh, I'm going to... Uh, I really like Emily Blunt. I'm going to have to vote for Emily Blunt. Because she's not been in much recently. And, I, you know, I, I feel like connection. <laughs> All she right. was in The Huntsman, Winter, Winter's War. We don't talk about that movie, Aaron. <laughs> All right. So, now we just need to pick our director. Who will direct this movie? Duh, that was a thing? Uh, no, we're just going to discuss it now. Who, who do we think should direct it? Oh, God. James Wan. James Wan, interesting. Because he has like those, he has horrors, the horror sensibilities from his work on like Saw and Insidious and The Conjuring that you need for like, you know, the gruesome dinosaur action. Okay. But then he can also handle like the crowd-pleasing, big-budget action blockbuster as seen in Furious 7. Hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting choice. What about Tim Burton? If we could get Tim Burton back from the 90s and have him direct it, I would totally be down for that. <laughs> but, yeah, not modern day Tim Burton. No. I, I do, day? Yeah, okay. if we were like getting Edward Scissorhands era Tim Burton, I would be totally be down for that. My choice is Richard Kelly. Just give that man something to bounce back from. <laughs> but will he bounce back, Lacey? That's a risk we're going to have to take. When you are when you have Shia LaBeouf in your movie, anything's a gambit. <laughs> All right. What was the choice? I, I think I might have to go with James Wan because that, that's a way better choice than mine. All right. James, James Wan, it Wan is. There it is. So our movie consists of Michael K. Williams as... Uh, I'm not even going to read the character names because I forgot to write them down. Michael K. Williams, Miles Teller, 
Shia LaBeouf, Morgan Freeman, Childish Gambino, Donald Glover, otherwise, uh, Charlie Day, Jacob Tremblay and Joey King, Idris Elba, um, Jonah Hill, and Emily Blunt with James Wan directing. This would be a disaster. Oh, it would, it would. It would totally be one of the worst things. So I got four. I got four actors, and I feel pretty good about it. I got Charlie Day and... Joey King. Oh, and Idris Elba. So I'll take it. Idris Elba was the one I felt best about. Because that just fits so perfectly. Anyway, now it is time for the bad movie of the week. Oh my god! I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Carpet day! Huh? No! It is my week this week for the bad movie. Uh... So there, I had two choices. One of them I think I'm going to wait on. I'll do it another week. That way I can gather more evidence and just rip into Aaron. Um, but for this week, I will be going with Ghost Rider 2, Spirit of Vengeance. Have we yes. done this one already? I don't think we have. No. Okay, good. We've just talked in a group about how bad this movie is. Yeah, oh my god, it is the worst thing to ever exist. <laughs> like, why? Good old Nicolas Cage. You know what the worst part of this film is, in my opinion? It before you even get started? Because it's the scene when he's talking to the kid, and the kid's like, do you pee fire? Or oh, something that like that. Part. And then, like, Nicolas Cage is like, oh, it's awesome. And then... Like, this is how the trailer ended. It's like, he asked that question, and then they cut to a scene of Ghost Rider peeing fire. And then they're like, and you're like, what a stupid tag for the end of the trailer. But then you watch the movie, and that's literally how it plays in the movie, is they just cut away to this short clip of him peeing fire, yeah. and then cut back. And they do it twice. Twice! Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They do that same cutaway. They, like, cut away from to their cutaway joke, and it's just... Literally, so frustrating. <laughs> probably the only movie Idris Elba himself can't save. <laughs> like, he cannot save this movie. <laughs> yeah, so the whole movie literally makes no sense, and it's awful. Um, but just little things. It's, it's like the movie itself as a whole, the plot is dumb, but there's just little things that bother you the whole time. Like, uh, I don't know the character's name, but the guy who can dissolve things with his hands... Yeah, I don't know his name either. Yeah, but like he he only dissolves certain things. Then I'll touch other things and it doesn't dissolve or d- decay or whatever. And you're like, well, but it doesn't. They never say he can control it. Like he never controls it otherwise. But then all of a sudden he's controlling it with this thing, but not this thing. Like it, it's just why did they not think this through? This is a very specific superpower that needs to be thought through like you can put on gloves but the gloves don't dissolve like what they never like lay out any ground rules for this power and it's just like the way they film his scenes like when he makes it go like pitch black but then like it's still like lit up where the person he attacked he's attacking is and it's just a terrible way to film it yeah and then like the whole the whole idea that like He's n- not Ghost Rider anymore, but he's the spirit of vengeance, and for some reason that's different. And <laughs> it's literally in like the last ten minutes of the movie, and they don't explain how he becomes that power. And then all of a sudden, 
he's like helping the Antichrist do something, and then they're like doing a little dance on the stage, and you're like, is this really the ritual? They dance on, like this is this is legitimately just I. It's so frustrating that this movie exists and came out the same year. What 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 year did that come out again? That was 2011. Oh, 2012. 2012. Thank you. Same year as Avengers. This is this is a movie that we just like the the entire spectrum of yeah. uh, comic book movies. I mean, part of me hopes Nicolas Cage wasn't taking it seriously. Like it's just. Oh well, that reminds me. The best part of this movie is the behind the scenes footage. Oh yeah, Nicolas Cage acting, doing the motion capture for Ghost Rider. It is <laughs> so amazing. Oh my gosh. I just... Uh... I... I... I, like, hope that Ghost Rider has done well in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but part of me thinks nothing they will ever do with that character will ever redeem the damage that was done by, <laughs> by these movies. Like... After the first movie, they do two, and they just kind of act like the first one never happened. But like, it also like, kind of did. Yeah. But then they also replaced the actor who plays the devil, and he does, acts like he doesn't even know Ghost Rider, and then... Yeah. The whole movie is just so incoherent, though. <laughs> and just so ugly, too. Yeah. Just, like, everything about it, just the cinematography, and just the uh, the way they try to do, like, the burnt texture on like Ghost Rider's machineries or whatever it just makes it look really ugly and really fake yes (laughs) just so bad anyway that's my pick I mean we needed to rip into this movie eventually it's legitimately (laughs) one of the worst films I've ever seen yeah I mean I I saw it once on like premium cable it was like it was like no ads but I wasn't paying for it because it was like a free month of premium cable Right, and then as soon as I watched it, I'm like, I'm never watching this again. So it's been like five years since I've seen it, or whatever, like three three years since I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, it's so I barely remember it, but I just remember that it was so absolutely awful. I that think it's I worth never watching it again. once, just to be like, this is how horrible movies can be. Like this is, if you think that you don't like Captain America: Winter Soldier that much. Just take a look at this movie. Yeah, this, this is how bad it could be. It's kind of like Jonah Hex in the sense that after you're done watching it, you're like, did I watch a movie? Agreed. Was this, Agreed. Was this a movie? Yeah, did, it doesn't feel is, like it. It's only like an hour and 20 thing? minutes for like a superhero movie that's like unheard of. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, that's my pick for bad movie of the week. Now we are moving on to our final segment the fault in your stars. Oh, okay. I don't even have time to tell you how wrong you are. Actually, it's going to bug me if I don't. The music's bad and you should feel bad. Aaron, you have the review for us this week. I do indeed. Read it to us. What do you got? Is it good? Sorry. Right. Half a star. Ooh. Half a star. All right. I swear this guy copied Steven Spielberg's cinematography. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Where's his use of color? Is blank incapable of using modern technology? Why is the plot spoiled in the beginning? The continuity in this film is terrible. First, he is young, 
then he old for no particular reason. <laughs> this movie is bland in terms of action and content, focusing on the cliche of a bad capitalist. It's basically the same as The Wolf of Wall Street, but with less humor and less bleep. That's my bleep, not their bleep. <laughs> what? It's just a good movie. David, what are you thinking? <laughs> what did they compare it to again? What movie was They said it? it was like Steven Spielberg's cinematography. I swear this guy copied Steven Spielberg's cinematography, and they also say uh, it's basically the same as The Wolf of Wall Street, but with less humor yeah. and less blank. So that, like, does nothing for me, because Steven Spielberg leads me to believe it's it's super Steve. eight. But it's, I don't think it is, because that's nothing to do with Wolf of Wall Street. So then Steven I'm like... Steven Spielberg is going to throw you guys off. Okay, good. I think I know what it is. What do you think so? I, I think it's the big short. That is correct. That is correct? That is incorrect. Oh, it's incorrect. What? Uh, Do you want to keep working at it? Um, I I have no clue. I have no clue. Just... I, I have another review of the same movie. Okay, alright. And this one should get probably get you there, maybe? Okay. Okay. Another half star. The only thing to be gathered from this exceedingly boring mess of a film is that either blank, the blanks, or blank are one of two things, slobs or pack rats. Every scene is cluttered to the hilt with so much junk that it's very distracting. Also, the photography looks like the film had been underdeveloped because every scene looks like Twilight. That's like the word like Twilight, the not the movie Twilight. Yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> there isn't any story in the film that is worth mentioning. Blank is a snow globe, a very boring ending with pointless meaninglessness that isn't profound at all. I have that one no... also might throw you off, actually. I have no clue what that means. <laughs> I I feel like this is like a movie I should know, but this might not be a movie I've seen. I No, you have not seen this, I don't think. But you do know it. Oh, Fight Club? No. Oh. I have no clue. David, do you have a guess? No. Alright, what is it? <laughs> okay, this isn't entirely your guys' fault, because both of these people are, like, so wrong about these films, I can't even start. Okay. But the film is Citizen Kane. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first off, I swear this guy copied Steven Spielberg's cinematography. Nope, <laughs> nope, no, I'm not even going to get into that. I'm not, David, I'm not... David, do you know what Citizen Kane is? No. It, it's, like, considered the greatest movie ever made. It was in the 40s, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And so the idea that Steven Spielberg can copy him is just... Or he could copy Steven Spielberg. Okay. I just, I just love the continuity in the film is terrible. First he is young, <laughs> then he is old for no particular reason. That's not a problem with your continuity. That's how 
That's how time, time progresses. <laughs> you're young and you're old. Oh and it God. actually is that he's old and then he's young because the movie starts with his death. Okay. Anyway. Interesting. And right. then in the other review, they say there isn't any story in the film that is worth mentioning. Rosebud is a snow globe, a very boring ending with pointless meaninglessness that isn't profound at all. <laughs> anyway. What next? <laughs> Anything yeah. else you'd like to tear into this guy about? Uh, okay. no. I think I'm good. He, they're just so wrong. Yeah, that's that's what I can get from that. That's just the Steven Spielberg remark alone. Just <sighs> all right. Well, that is the podcast for the week, guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to find us around the internet, you can find David at uh, dbex15 on Twitter. You can also find uh, Aaron at Little Flame Dude on Twitter. Also, he wrote a review of Lights Out, as he said. You can find that at uh, this clever blog name is already taken on Tumblr. Um, if you want to find me, you can find me at Jacob Scott Music on Twitter. Um, I've been posting stuff, I guess. I don't know. David's been posting about Pokemon Go, so... My grandma just got it. Your grandma got Pokemon Go. We got one, guys. <laughs> I don't know. All right, so yeah, if you want to find me, you can find me there. Um, also, Jake Lace on Tumblr. Ah, Tumblr. Um, I will be doing a review of The Thing next. So hopefully I really like that movie as well. I'm assuming I will. Um, but yeah, if you also want to follow us on Twitter, you can find us at re-already-underway, because uh, reboot-already-underway does not fit in the at. But um, you can find us there. And uh, I, I think I'm going to start posting quotes that I found in the podcast. I started today with a wonderful quote from Aaron. Uh <laughs> I, I don't remember it exactly, but it was something like, I, I keep telling people to watch horror films, and they're like, oh, I don't like horror films. To which I, I'm like, grow up. <laughs> and then after that, he said, that's my sales pitch, but I couldn't put that on the tweet. But anyway, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we will see you all again next week with a brand new episode and another casting segment. Hopefully you guys liked it. If you did, leave us a comment and tell us who you would cast in this movie. Which totally be shy of off, right? And that's just all of us can be every film though. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Alright, well thank you guys for listening and we will see you all again next week.